Geekish Cast, episode 53, Saturday's Alright for a Cartoon Fight. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm joined again by Doug Stirk. How you doing there, Doug? I'm doing well, Jeremy. How are you? I am doing quite well, thank you. So, in the last episode, we started talking about comic books in general, but we started veering off more towards comic book movies and that sort of thing. Yeah, we are the, we uh, are the people of media now, aren't we? Yes, we are. You can't talk about one without going to the next and then going into TV, and then uh, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, but back in the day... You know, like, say, like you were a Superman fan back in the day. Most things that we associate with Superman now didn't come from the comic book. It came from the radio show. You know, his being able to fly, his x-ray vision, stuff like that, all started in the radio show, not the comic book. So superheroes have always been kind of a dual or multiple media type of character. You know, I never thought about the radio show as much. I don't think I've ever listened to one in my life. I mean, I remember the, uh, was it the Fleischer cartoons? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which are amazing. It's- I was going to say, they still look fantastic, the Fleischer cartoons. Um, and I believe they're public domain. Yeah. Not the characters yep. in them, but the actual yes, they episodes are. themselves. Yeah. Yep. Go to any uh, <laughs> anywhere, also Wellhouse or whatever, they'll have them. <laughs> exactly. On, on DVD and... Get all five for a dollar. There you go. Yeah. And a bunch of old Bugs Bunny World War II cartoons with the Gremlin and all that stuff. You know, this this will drag us off course for a second, but I actually haven't had cable for a number of years, and I use you know I buy stuff on Amazon or iTunes to get new episodes. But I also keep a uh, four terabyte hard drive with a ripped copy of every DVD or Blu-ray I've ever owned on it. <laughs> so I just oh maybe two months ago I bought a double box set of Looney Tunes cartoons. There, there is shit in there that I vaguely remember seeing briefly in the 70s as a little kid and have never thought of since. On Saturday mornings? Oh, yeah. And then there's stuff in there that I'm like, I'm like I look at it and I go, I never realized how racist the 40s were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that, that 70s television shrine mecca of, of, of you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah. And kids today, they, they've, these kids today... Darn they kids, got, get off my lawn. They got Nickelodeon every single day. We had to wait for the weekends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, God, we had some good stuff back then, too. We had the Star Trek cartoon, which had three really good episodes. <laughs> which, which all had the same footage. Yes, <laughs> yes, Recycled over and over. Yeah. Oh, God, Filmation had the Flash Gordon in the late 70s. That was really good, actually. Um, same thing, though. It was all the same footage over right, and over, right. but... And uh, nobody is better than that than the uh, Spider-Man from the 60s. Oh, yeah. My grandson loves that theme song, by the way. <laughs> he'll, uh, he lives down in Southern California, so our son will come over and they'll Skype, and then he'll come stand by my computer so I can play that theme song on YouTube four or five times for him. He's just a little guy. He's three. Right. But, you know. Hey, God, that was a terrible show. Early. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I still, Doug, I know you did a little bit of reading up. Um, do you remember at all the Shazam and ISIS hour? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. 
And when we say um, Isis, we mean the goddess. Yes, but we are not talking it. about we are not talking about Dash or whatever we're supposed to be calling them right. now. She so there's a character. Well, I'm just going to do this real briefly. This is a version of the Captain Marvel character that got his powers by saying Shazam, who rode around in a van with an old pedophile and then turned into a, <laughs> then turned into a cartoon character and righted wrongs. Uh, and then Isis was a hot chick dressed like an Egyptian goddess. Right. That was good television. That was also filmation, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. All right, so we'll get, we'll get back on track now. Um, so we were talking about Batman and Superman and DC and Marvel uh, comic movies. Um, typically, it's being said that Marvel is winning the comic book movie award. Do you think that includes the Dark Knight trilogy at all, or do people not consider that part of the DC universe when it comes to film? Well, I think because Dark Knight is just... Marvel movies have become expansive as far as the characters are starting to cross over a lot. Mm-hmm. The Avengers pushed that, you know, the the Coulson with Thor's hammer at the end of Iron Man 2 and all that stuff. But DC, as of yet, really hasn't done it until next Friday. Right. You know, I think that's why Marvel's got the lead on that. Now, it's all up to uh, Zack Snyder here to see if he's done a good job and he's going to make the fans happy. Yeah, Zach, please don't fuck this up. I mean, it's obvious to me that fan happiness, comic book fan happiness can make or break. Because you had the flop of Fantastic Four last summer and the stellar, over-the-top success of Deadpool this year. I think that's because they kept it true to the source material or did not in Fantastic Four's case. And it makes people happy, and we want to see it again and again and again when you do it right. Yeah, absolutely. You do it right and do it well. Well, yeah, those would be the two keys right there. Um, you know, that's the same reason I rewatched Superman 2 like three times a year, because in many ways it was a perfect superhero movie. Which one? Uh, the, uh, the Donner Cut. There you go. Yeah. I, I guess I need to really specify that. That came out about, what, 10 years ago now, and I have yeah. not watched the other version since. Yeah, I, I think I watched it twice right when it came out, and I haven't watched it since, but I haven't watched the original since it was in the theater. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd re-edit parts one and two back into a one part one and part two movie like it was supposed to have been. Because the way that was originally going to be done was that Superman was going to come out in the summer, and then Superman 2 was going to come out at, at Christmas time. That was going to be one two-part movie. I wish they'd go back and edit that together. But that's just me being wishful, I guess. So, let me ask you this, Doug. What what would you like to see them do in the DC movie universe? You know, we're going to bring up Marvel again. Mm-hmm. Do what Marvel does. You know, Don't be afraid to, to name drop. Uh, don't be afraid to mention the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, they even just did it on Supergirl. They hinted at Lobo a couple weeks ago, which you may oh, not wow. have seen yet. No, I haven't they, seen they, that they, yet. They mention a bounty hunter, and they say, do you think it's him? And they're like, no, 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 not him. And they, that's about all they say, but it's enough to make you go, oh, they're talking about Lobo. That's kind of awesome. You know, that that kind of stuff makes me happy. If if the DC movies can start doing that, that'd be fun, you know. But then again, you know, the CW Flash is fantastic, and I, it, as soon as they recast a Flash movie, I was heartbroken. It's like, you know, you got the perfect Flash already. You got a winning yeah, formula. The, the problem there was, it wasn't just that they recast him. They, like, the week that the Flash TV show started, 
they went, oh, yeah, hey, here's this guy who's going to play him in the movies. Why the fuck did you just do that? Right. <laughs> you know? Um, well, let me see here. So if I could... You know what I would like to see? Well, did you... Let's, let's, let me back up. Oh, so let me, did you... Oh, go ahead. One thing DC should have the advantage of is they still have the rights to all their characters. It's not like Marvel where they were split up between Fox and Sony and, and Universal... You know, DC is Warner Brothers. They're, they they yes. they were bought by Warner Brothers in the early '80s, late '70s. I was in the '70s, and they but, they would have no problem using any of the characters I would think they'd ever want to use. Well, you know, that was actually a problem they ran into in the '90s was that Warner Brothers had the licensing rights to Batman, and DC Comics didn't. That's why when you saw uh, Death of Superman uh, merchandise. They had to replace Batman and Robin with uh, Captain Marvel and Beast Boy. Huh. Yeah. That's now, I don't believe that is the case anymore, <laughs> but I was always like, that is that is just bad marketing on your part. You you took a property away from yourself, jackass. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered why the, uh, what was it, the fourth Superman movie, the, uh, the Quest for Peace? Yes. Wasn't that a canon film? That was a canon film, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that always perplexed me, and God, that was bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got half your answer right there, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Speaking of which, have you watched that um, Electric Boogaloo yet? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I thought that's if anybody had seen it, I thought I thought it was probably you who would have watched it by now. Yeah, and canon's coming back, but back on the superheroes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I think DC needs to follow the example, and it, it looks like it might be trying maybe too much in this next movie because you hear that you know Aquaman's going to pop up in this movie Friday. You know, Cyborg's supposed to pop up at some point. Yeah, I'm I mean, are a these little... are these background characters? Are these going to be blink and you miss them kind of things? Are they going to be you know hero moments? It's like you know, come on, this is really just Batman, Superman, and obviously Wonder Woman running around. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's not. I hope they don't beat us with a cudgel on it. You know, like and now here's Aquaman with <laughs> with Apache Chief. You yeah. know, which by the way, I, I demand a live version, a live action version of Apache Chief. <laughs> You're gonna do it. Do it right. Uh, I keep um, thinking about Birdman. Bird, oh, Birdman was, the cartoon. Harvey Birdman. Harvey Birdman. Birdman. The, yep. The original, yeah, well, and the, Blue Falcon. Well, the one, uh, the one on uh, on Adult Swim. Oh, okay, there was, so there was Birdman that, Attorney at Law. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> this is the Apache Chief episode where he spills coffee on his crotch. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I may have to go back and watch. Oh, I don't know funny. that I saw that. Yeah, he yeah. he saves everybody and goes inside like a Starbucks, and you just hear him scream as he gets the coffee spilled in his lap. <laughs> God, there were some terrible characters on the old Super Friends cartoons, you know that? I know. Yeah, even as a, you know, well, Super Friends came up in, what, 74, 75? That sounds right. I was seven, and I watched it just in the hopes they'd show something decent on it, and they never did. Yeah. And when, you know, like the second season, maybe Green Green Lantern showed up. Yep. You know, and then like the Atom and a couple other characters, it was still... You know, I couldn't stand it, and I'm only seven or eight years old. Yeah, that was. And who was it? Who before they had the uh, the Wonder Twins? Who was Marv, Marvin and Zane, yeah, yeah, and Wonder Dog and uh, yeah, it was like Marvin and Wendy, Marvin, Wendy, <laughs> and the Wonder Dog. Yep, yeah, that was it. 
And at least, you know, because, yeah, I mean, the Wonder Twins are a joke, but at least they're better than Marvin Wimby, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. So you said, you now you, I think, as we're getting ready to start recording here, you had a question or a thought. Yeah, on... I've, I've got a, a movie question for you. Sure. And this is, of all the other comic books out there, superhero, not superhero, what's the mm-hmm. one that's not been touched that you'd love to see made into a movie? Oh God! Yeah, what what what's the you know? Because they used to always say these are the movies nobody has ever make, and it was like Life of Pi and and right. Lord of the Rings, and you know all these things that are now actually getting made. What's a comic right. book property that you know in your mind that you're like, man, I wish they'd do a movie of that? Okay, I've got one for you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this a little bit. You saw the Green Lantern movie, right? The, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ryan Reynolds had no fucking business playing Green Lantern, no. or at least not playing Hal Jordan. No. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people say that Nathan Fillion should have played. I agree. Okay. I agree, except that my next idea that's going to come out of my mouth would make it impossible. I think Nathan Fillion absolutely should play Hal Jordan, unless we could get a movie with Booster and Beetle, you know, the Booster Gold Blue Beetle, yep. where Booster is played by Nathan Fillion, and Beetle is played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I would watch yeah. the shit out of that movie, as long as it was well-written with the right sense of humor. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm afraid both of them are just past the point in age to be right for that anymore. Oh, probably, but I would still watch it. But it would that. still, as a cartoon, it'd definitely work. Yeah, I, I, I think, would still I watch it. actually played Green Lantern on cartoons, hadn't he? Uh, yes, he actually has. Um, I can't remember how many, but he, I, more than one episode, I believe he has voiced uh, and, Al Jordan and Steve Rogers. I think too. Yeah, not Steve Rogers. Steve, Steve uh, whatever it is on Wonder Woman. Oh, um, oh Steve God, Trevor. No, for, Steve Trevor. Yeah. yeah, who's going to be played by the new Captain Kirk? Yep. In the movie, yeah. And my my answer to my own question is the Mage storyline by uh, Matt Wagner. Oh, that'd be a good one too. Or or Grendel. Oh, you know it'd be an awesome movie. I, I know you must have read this comic, Batman versus Grendel. Yes, that would be outstanding. Either one of them. <laughs> yeah, because there's two series of that. Oh, is there? See, I only read the first one. Yeah, there's the one where he's fighting Hunter Hunter Rose, the original Hunter Grendel, Rose, yeah. and then there's the one where he's fighting the future Grendel. Oh, see, I never saw that. Yeah, one. there's a second series. Oh God, I need to go back and look. But at that. the the original Grendel story, but I, I still think Mage would just be such a good movie. I mean, no, you're right. You've got it's, the it, whole King Arthur thing going on. You, mm-hmm. The fantasy stuff. It gets weird. It has a lot of wild visuals to it. And you've got the uh, the hero that doesn't, you know, the reluctant hero trope, I guess. Oh sure. Um, no, that would be a good one. It's, that's kind of obscure too. Nice, nice uh, reference drawer poll there, because that's one I, I bet not a lot of people remember that comic. Uh, it was a good one. Yeah, it was. I mean, I every time I, I've ever seen Matt Wagner, I keep bugging him, like, you know, where's the third story that you promised? Yeah. Um, yeah, God, I probably haven't even looked at those in 20 years. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They were. I was thinking that it sounded too far back, but no, I think that's no, about I right. I think it's like 1985 was a magical year in comic books. Mm-hmm. Because you had, uh, you had The Dark Knight, you had Watchmen, uh, Longbow Hunters shortly after that. Mage was still going on. I mean, it was just a great time to walk in a comic book shop. Yeah. The 80s, uh, this is going to be such a blanket statement that I probably shouldn't even say it. The 80s were really the last period of great 
independent comics being out there and available. And um, I, I'm only saying that because there was such a glut of bad indie comics in the 90s that it made the yeah. 80s really shine. I know there's good indie comics out there now. There's probably oh, more yeah, there's... good indie comics now than ever before because the ease of putting them out is so you know so simple now to put. You right, know, especially, I mean, up. just look on Kickstarter anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff coming up, so I don't want to offend anybody who's who's making indie comics. I'm not saying yours are bad. I'm just saying that for me, from where we stand, that stands out to me as one of the greatest periods of self-published indie comics. And I think it's where it came of age, too. I mean, before yeah. then, you had the uh, the more adult comics where indie published like that. You know, oh, but, sure. But in, the Crumb. Yeah, and, exactly. yeah, lots yeah. Of, yeah, lots of black yeah, that and white groups. Yeah. But definitely 1985 through 89, there was some incredible stuff that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And back on movies, you know, I, I think there's so much riding on this Batman Superman. I mean, obviously the marketing's gone nuts. Oh, sure. If this thing flops, you know, I've supposed, I've read that supposedly that one of the heads of Warner Brothers says it has to make a billion dollars or he's pulling the plug on, you know, everything else going on. Well, they're 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 already balls deep in this thing, I and mean, they've got Wonder Woman in the can too. Right, right. Yeah, uh, and Suicide Squad. There is, they have, they have bet everything on this. Yep, it would it would appear. Um, now, I think it's pretty safe. I think just putting Batman and Superman in a movie, you almost guarantee a break even. Oh yeah, oh it, yeah, it's definitely going to make the money it costs within yeah. a week. Yeah, I mean, I've already got I've got IMAX tickets pinned to my wall right now. <laughs> you know, um, of course now my wife backs out and tells me she can't get the day off, so I'm going to take one of my plumbing customers. Yeah, I plan, and then I can write it off. I so. plan on going next Friday myself. Yeah, I'm going at noon to the. We just got an IMAX here in well in the town next to us. IMAX or LIMAX? IMAX. Awesome. See, we've only got a LIMAX here. Yeah, and for the, well, we've had de- for those that don't yeah, know what I'm talking right. about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's there's the original IMAXs which were what forty feet high, forty five feet, sixty feet. I don't something. even know the actual dimensions. On and them. then they they marketed it out, and there's a there's a smaller version of an IMAX, which is you know what a lot of places have now. Yeah, I believe that's the DFX screen, right? I sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could be wrong, but I believe so. Um, but I've got that. I got those tickets. Yeah, I mean they're they're so deep into this that if this movie if this movie doesn't make it, they've already built off of this. They've got Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad coming out. Which, by the way, the more I see Suicide Squad, the more I want to see Suicide Squad. I'm gonna go see it, but I'm still, you know, the Jared Leto Joker is is interesting, but I I am sold 100 percent on it now. But uh, to me, Heath Ledger hit that thing so far out of the park, it's going to be hard. Well, that's why he has to go in a whole new direction with right. it. That's why you can't even uh, t- you can't even attempt to play in Heath Ledger's backyard, you know. And remember, when Heath Ledger was announced as playing the Joker, everybody shit on him. Oh, everybody! I mean, I remember everybody freaked out when Michael Keaton was playing Batman. Oh yeah. And by everybody freaking out, I just mean it was on the on, you know there was no internet yet. It was just right. on, you know, Entertainment Tonight and that sort of thing. I, oh, yeah. I am looking at Box Office Mojo, and I didn't realize that Deadpool has now hit seven hundred and fourteen million dollars. God, that's huge. That's huge. And that's hey. and it's, you know, it's one of those things. 
it's not because it's rated R that it made that kind of money. It's because it followed the comic book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-oh, I got an angry, and it has, angry dog. And it has the right actor doing the right... I mean, compare that Deadpool to the one in that Wolverine movie. That's night and day. Um, so if people want to find you online? Sturkwork.com, S-T-U-R-K-W-U-R-K.com. Excellent. And we are at geekishcast.com. Please take a moment and like our page on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash geekishcast. I tweet from at the geekishcast. Also, if you listen to us on iTunes, please take a minute to rate and review us. It would really help us out a lot. 